This is Indian Art History by Mash Podcast. You're listening to Indian Art History by Mash Podcast and I am your host Ayushi. In the previous episode we spoke about the certain non-negotiables that make an Indus city. The urban scape of the fine and uniform architecture and sanitation system point towards a civilization based on moral code which puts community cleanliness at considerable importance we know that class divide existed in the society and that the society had devised different identities based on gender and sexuality we also know that the terracotta statuettes give us somewhat of an idea about how men women and hermaphrodites were perceived or how they dressed and most of these objects were traded The Indus Valley civilization used to trade goods internationally to Mesopotamia and Mediterranean region. For this trade, the accountants of the Indus Valley developed a unique system of encoded language. This system emerged to ensure ownership, authenticity and safety of the goods. Authenticity to signify that the packaged goods belong to Indus Valley or whatever they call themselves at that time. Intact seal would mean that the goods have not been tampered with. A seal means to fasten or close securely. While packaging goods to be traded to far off locations, these accountants secured the packaging by pressing the impression of a steatite seal on a clay block. However, we cannot be sure about this fact just like any other fact about Indus Valley civilization because the function of the seals to be solely used for commercial purposes is not really surrounded with strong evidence as you will see in certain sites not many impressions of the seals on clay have been found a typical indus seal is square in shape it bears a set of symbols on the top and also occasionally at the bottom and an animal or a human figure in the center these symbols and figures are carved out of stone and then fired to make them more durable indus valley culture had a deep kinship with animals The most popular animals were rhinoceros, elephants, tigers, bulls, striking a similarity with the animals drawn by prehistoric artists. The backside of the seal has a projection attached. Now some of the seals were found to have a projection of sorts attached at the backside, probably to hold the seal while pressing onto the clay. In certain cases the projections also have a hole in them, probably to be worn as a necklace or an amulet. A unique cylindrical fired steatite seal is preserved in the Louvre. It bears a humpless bull and the Harappan script. The seal was found in Susa, Iran, attesting its commercial links with Indus Valley civilization. The inscriptions of the script symbols are rather extensive in this seal. The bull has an elongated body and its head lowered eating fodder or drinking water from a crescent moon shaped wicker manga. Apart from the animals a few seals bear incessions to represent a male deity sitting in a padmasan which is a yogic position legs crossed and his hands resting with an attentive ease on his legs the seal is called the pasupati seal it translates to the lord of beasts connecting the identity of the yogic deity with lord shiva 
he is always nude as opposed to the female deity whose loins are always covered in a skirt he bears three faces and two buffalo horns curving just above the head the fact that some historians went as far as linking the yogic figure with lord shiva is because of the yogic meditative position and that he is surrounded by many animals such as a leaping tiger rhinoceros elephant and a bull There have been excavations of cone-shaped stones as well, which the historians link to the lingas or phallic symbols of those times. Maybe the Indus Valley people did believe in a phallic cult. I mean, it's not much different from our contemporary Indian society. But quite contrary to us as a, you know, postmodern society, there was a fantastical edge to the collective imaginations of the people at that time. Approximately 1159 seals have been found which document a single horned bull-like animal. Many historians call it the unicorn, but some of them also say that the artist actually intended to show two horns one behind the other in the side profile view. But also there have been findings that suggest depictions of hybridized animals. For example, animal with horns of a bull, a combination of a bull, tiger, elephant and goat. human face and a cobra tail as well combinations of a unicorn a short horned bull and an antelope one of the seals is seen with a horned woman's abdomen attached to that of a goat's torso in combat with a horned tiger perhaps mythology formed an important part of the culture of indus valley civilization The statue popularly known as the priest king deserves mention as one of the most poignant findings It is a 7 inches bust and the head of a man carved in steatite. The lower part of the statue has either gone missing or the statue of the bust was intended to be fixed in a niche. Some historians believed that the priest could have been in a seated position. The robe rests on his left shoulder going underneath his right armpits. His robe has a trefoil pattern carved The trefoil is a sacred symbol that appears as a motif again and again around the world. His hair is cut short with a middle parting. He wears a band on his head. He wears a band on his forehead which is tied at the back and two ends of the band fall along his nape. He has a beard too striped in straight lines. It's it's hard to say whether he has a mustache as his upper lips are raised but do not bear horizontal incisions like those in his beard his lips are full just like that of the dancing girl his eyes are half shut as if he is meditating now shell inlays inside one of the eyelids have survived a part of his nose is broken or chipped off his ears are made of two concentric c's below the ears there is a hole on each side probably for a necklace he is poised meditatively with a trefoil patterned robe falling on one shoulder that rather points the figure as a person of high importance in the social and religious bearings of the of that time once again it's not sure that a man like this really existed nor do we know what position he held for sure we can't be sure if he really was in fact a priest king it's only the aura of the work that surpasses our imagination as the priest king However something that we can be sure of is the usage of pottery which is instantly recognizable 
The painted pottery style is quite distinct from the rest of the world. It consists of a red buff body coated with slip and painted with black lines. The design ranges from abstract patterns to intricate elaborate figurative scenes. Incidentally, some of the similar motifs appear on pottery from pre-Harappan settlements in Afghanistan. Perhaps the people moved down through Indus foothills before finally reaching the Indus Valley. It is possible they continued to move down south. Now the symbol carved on most of these objects, it could be the pottery, it could be seals, it could be the statuettes or any other form of objects that has that has been found so far. These symbols belong to a script which has not been deciphered yet. These symbols reappear on pottery as well. In the seals and tablets are carriers of data that were both specific to the syntax and to the form of the document. Approximately 400 different symbols have been identified. This suggests that the Indus Valley people had developed a language of syllables, neither alphabetic nor logographic. A logogram is a letter, symbol or a sign used to represent an entire word. Many Indus script scholars use the term logosyllabic to describe it. Now because language and culture are intrinsic to each other languages take form by the needs of a culture as it changes unless the script is deciphered our knowledge of the many religious functions philosophies is going to remain limited it is going to be difficult to gather that to what extent did the religion intellectually permeate into other spheres of the culture from the current data, we know that language has the ability to talk about cognitive abilities as well. The figurative forms of art also bear evidence to the fact that the Indus Valley people had developed a visual language of art which had permeated in each and every household. Human cognitive evolution has happened in such a way that we depend on language a lot. That we can't make a definite sense of what a culture might be of a certain time if stripped away from the luxury of understanding a script despite the existence of a lot of sites and objects which have survived all these years of several brutalities. It gives us a lot of power but when strike through it takes away most of it as well. But here we know what we know about this civilization that existed for almost 1700 years that first organized itself as a civilization on the outskirts of Indus River around 3200 BC. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.